Bet the Juice Podcast, Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday in studio today, taking a little break from the crazy world of the college basketball world, discussing all the crazy shit that happened in the college football offseason. Yeah, and the fucked up part is, and I'm going to preface this now, everything that I could say could change it. Davis, we're still waiting on one coaching hire to be made, and that is at Boston College. Obviously, it wants that decision made well. There are peers open You're listening to the Bet the Juice podcast with your host, Cody Mitchell and Connor Holliday. None of those kids have entered the portal, and I think they're kind of waiting to see exactly who's going to be hired from, like, a lot of the tea leaves coming out. It sounds like it's going to be Bill O'Brien, who's been the Ohio State OC for a week, couple weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks. Uh, but I will like to kind of explain what's like kind of going on there. Bill O'Brien. Not many people know this. I I, I only found out. About I, mean, I didn't know about it. Too, you just told uh, me. But his son has a very, very rare condition where he, like, essentially wakes up every day and has a seizure. I don't know exactly what the actual disease is called. But just so happens that the one of the foremost best doctors for this disease is based in Boston. Kind of a lot of the reason why he was at the, like, helped when he was at the Patriots and kept going back to the Patriots because of that specialist. But I honestly think that's where they're going to end up going. I think it will be a great hire for them, but we'll talk about that eventually. Uh, I didn't really want to do a lot of the coaching talk because like I said, it's still kind of fluid. I mean, we also have the reigning national champions that have a bunch of spots on their staff that they need to fill and, they haven't really been doing it and they every day it seems like they're losing another another member of their staff so we'll end up getting more into the staff talk or the coaching talk when we do our guy talk in like a couple months where we kind of go through every single coach should preface one thing though what uh basically what you just told me a minute ago about saving because that's pretty big news oh yeah if we, uh it kind of just broke that uh Nick Saban will be joining ESPN as an on-air commentator and also will be on college game day. So, dude, I think we talked about this when Saban retired. Like, the two jobs that we would love to see him in would be, one, like, college football commissioner, or two, just being on ESPN and taking kind of over for Lee Corso because, I mean, he is... Great. He's been on McAfee's show and does so well there. He comes on a lot on ESPN, especially during like national championships when he's obvious when he obviously wasn't in it. But he's so great at being able to break the game down and I don't want to say dumb it down for people, but really be able to explain some of the intricacies of the sport and i mean who better than the person that's dominated the sports in this era for what seems like the longest time it's it's still hard to believe that it's done but i think this is gonna be great maybe belichick would go on there too because he's been a guest 
Like he, a, he won't be there full time. But like as a guy. Well, like, the thing with him was it was more for the Army Navy game because he has so much tradition with Navy. I mean, hell, he was talking about uh, when it was kind of nostalgic and cool as shit when you watch that Army Navy game on ESPN because obviously Lee Corso was part of Navy. And it just so happened to be when, like, Belichick was a young kid and, like, was telling stories. And just seeing the two of them reminisce was very cool. I don't know about Belichick. I'd see Belichick being, like, with ESPN for the NFL. I don't know about college. But I just want to see get those see those two sit in a room together and just I shoot still, the shit. The idea that people had of, like, Bar Rescue but with Saban and Belichick that's, and yeah, go in. <laughs> That was one of the greatest ideas I had or I saw floated around there. It goes into Indiana and like, all right, this is how we turn the show. No, around. not even that. Just like go to Boston College and like turn that program around. Into a powerhouse. All right. All right. So mostly why I wanted to do this episode is there, the chaotic mess that has been the transfer portal. I wanted, like, we're going to talk a lot about the quarterbacks that have been making the move or made the moves. But then like, I'm going to go through some of my transfer classes that I love the most. And I mean, some of them are going to be the higher ranked ones, but then there's a lot of lower or I shouldn't say lower, but other teams that I think had a great portal session. So we're just going to get started with the quarterbacks and kind of going to start from the top and work our way down. There was literally just a preface more quarterbacks in the portal than there were teams i literally have uh was it two pages worth of uh transfer portal quarterbacks that we need to discuss but first quarterback we will talk about your boy riley leonard making the transition from duke to notre dame i will say um i know he's recovering from tightrope surgery which was needed after what happened last se- season and kind of ended his season early but I mean, for Notre Dame, I think this this was one of the best portal quarterbacks that they could have gotten, and I think they nailed it. I know Ohio State was trying to push for him, but I know you're a little, still a little bit sour on it. But I hate Notre Dame. I just don't like Notre Dame sports, and I love Ryan Leonard. But he fits. He fits more, I think, at, like just look wise and like the Notre Dame uniform than Ohio State. Um. I mean, that's a home run. I thought he was probably the, maybe not the most talented guy in the portal, but is a guy that just kind of fits what a Notre Dame quarterback is. Yeah, the problem is, is like, when you go to 24-7, a lot of their transfer portal rankings is still based off of their recruiting rankings, so it is still, like, kind of subjective. But uh, next transfers I want to talk about, Will Howard, and I, I know that he's technically a 2024 recruit, but Julian saying both transferring from Kansas State and Alabama, respectfully, to Ohio State. Obviously, Will Howard's the plan for now. Julian will, I mean, be in the battle for next season. So, I, as the Ohio State guy, I love this. I'm glad that it's been a quarterback that I w- I've been watching for like the last, well, he's been a starter for like a season and a half. But I think what he did so well at Kansas State is he kind of upped the talent around him because he's not thrown to the best wide receivers. And obviously without Deuce Vaughn, you lost your best weapon. But I think with the talent that he has around him at Ohio State, it's 
I think it's going to be a good fit. And I mean, obviously, you, I saying he's for the future. I know that he's in the same class as Aaron Nolan, but to have two two <coughs> top, I think both were top five quarterbacks yeah. in the. I mean, class. obviously, one's going to eventually. Leave. Yeah, but and, and I mean, obviously, there's a chance that come spring, Devin Brown or Lincoln Keenholz ends up hitting the portal too. But to have two top five quarterbacks in the same class that are basically in a battle for the starting job next season, I mean, it it was one of those gets that it's like, we didn't really need Julian, but, I mean, he as soon as Saban retired, like, he reached out to Ohio State. So they were in on him with the recruiting after, like, Dylan Rayola ended up decommitting from Ohio State. They tried to go after Sam, but he stuck with Alabama. But let's get your opinion on it. It's a great thing to have. And the best thing about the way it's set up for Ohio State, it's not like the JT, um, Cardo Jones situation. Because I don't, I don't, everybody always says like having two good quarterbacks is a good thing. I don't always agree that way. But just the way the hierarchy works, you can kind of see the air parents. Now, when you get to the freshmen, like obviously Sander Nolan, one of those are going away. Yeah, yeah. One of who. Like next season, I project that the battle would be between Lincoln Keenholz, Julian Sand, and yeah. uh, Aaron Nolan. But it's different than the JT Cardell thing, where it's like, no, you got to play this guy, no, you got to play this guy, and then you're swapping guys in and out. And I never think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think Will. I think Will Howard's a fine quarterback. I don't. I would have been. I think I was an Ohio State fan. I think I would have been a little like, I think we could get better. Well, there that was, but there really wasn't like a lot better. There. The like, other per, the other quarterback that there were only two quarterbacks that they were really going after. It was Will Howard and Riley Leonard. They tried to pull Riley yeah. Leonard away from Notre Dame, but I mean, it was he was already getting crystal balls for Notre Dame before he even hit the portal. So because Howard fit, like I said, that he fit the hierarchy mold. Like Aiden Childs is the guy in the portal. We'll talk about him a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's going to be better than Will Howard ever was. He's more yes. talented, but he didn't fit the guy that Ohio State needed. Mm-hmm. So, we needed somebody who was going to be a for sure starter immediately. Yeah. And, I mean, it's more of the, like, we'll get to the rest of Ohio State's class in a little bit, but, I mean, the weapons that they're going to have at his disposal are the best that he's ever had to work for or work with, and I don't think it, they're going to be asking the quarterback as much to lead this team. Now, I will say in Day's press conference today, talking about like the recruiting class and the transfer class, he did say like Will's ability to run was a big part of why they wanted him. They want a quarterback that's going to be able to use his legs. So, I mean, for that reason, I think it fits. But now into another team that ended up double-dipping at quarterback, uh, you had Dylan Gabriel and Dante Moore from Oklahoma and UCLA, respectfully, both going to Oregon. And, I mean, kind of the same thing, except I don't know if Dante's really going to be battling anybody next year. But this, the plan, obviously, is Dylan Gabriel comes in and starts, and then next season you have Dante start. Because, obviously, we saw at UCLA – there's still some development that needs to go on for Dante. So let him sit behind Dylan Gabriel, who's been in college football for like seven fucking years and learn how to be a good quarterback. I think for Oregon, who coming into the Big Ten, and I I still think that they 
have their eyes on a national championship, even though they did lose some big pieces, especially in Bo Nix and Troy Franklin and a few pieces on their defense. But I think that for them, Gabriel was a great pickup out of the portal. Who knows? Maybe even Dante could beat him out. But yeah, Dylan Gabriel just he I think will shine at Oregon. They if Bo Nix can go there and play well, I think Dante Moore is more talented and he can get developed and be good. And then for Dante Moore, I guess that's fine. I, I you feel like you would have wanted to go somewhere and play next year, but why? If you were just gonna, you only get that one transfer now mm-hmm. without the waiver. Grand, you're a quarterback. You'll get the waiver no matter what. Yeah, but. Actually, no, you don't need that. That thing, that shit's gone. Never mind. Yeah, you can transfer as many times as you want now. But yeah, like why go somewhere and just waste a year blank football? Like if there wasn't a situation that felt good for you. All right, so the next quarterback, DJ Uwe Ungale, making the transfer from Oregon State to Florida State, and I cannot wait for Florida State at or no Clemson at Florida State chance for dj to tell those fuckers like hey you picked the wrong quarterback um for florida state obviously with jordan travis leaving you also had rodmaker uh leave you needed to get somebody that was starter caliber i don't really know i love florida state i don't really know with everything that you are losing this year like the acc could be kind of wide open but like after that, I don't know if like they're gonna make a run in the playoff. I they're just losing so much and had they went into the portal pretty big to try to pull some people out. But I think as far as quarterback, I like this move. Yeah, I mean he's fine. He'll win you nine games. I don't think he's you're not especially with like you said with everything they lost. They're not winning a national title, but he might be able to get you the playoff. He's fine. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna blow you away by any means. Uh, he's. Talked about him earlier. Aiden Childs going from Oregon State to Michigan State. Obviously, following his coach there, we have we've seen Aiden in spots. Yeah, we have really no idea fully what he is. But obviously, for Michigan State, you had three quarterbacks end up hitting the transfer portal. You needed somebody to come in there, and obviously, the upsides is huge. And following your coach, like big gift for Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of real rumors that he was going to beat DJ out in the off season. I know, and you, were, and you were arguing about it all season that he should be. I thought he, I to be, I was kind of kind. I think DJ stinks, but and Child should have been starting. But this is a home run for Michigan State. Like you're getting a guy who's already been in the system. You really haven't had any good. When's the last Michigan State like good Michigan State quarterback? Connor Cook. Like they've been terrible for Kirk years. Cousins. Well, Cook was after Cousins. Cook no, got in the playoffs. No, I uh, Con- yeah, Connor Cook was yeah their playoff quarterback. But it's a new and landscape I, in the Big Ten. Like you can't. You're not gonna. It's gonna be really hard to be like competitive. But yeah, they're one of the teams that like I've already gone through and done like all my projections for the win totals. They're still the hardest team that I do. I I have no idea what to expect, but. Jonathan Smith has his work cut out. Uh, next, this one, kind of a surprise, and another team that ended up double-dipping. Cam Ward and Reese Poffenberger from Wazoo and Albany, respectfully, both going to Miami. Now, Cam had made the announcement that he was going pro, and then 
I think it was like two days before the deadline to announce. He ends up announcing he's going to Miami. And this was only like a week or a couple of days after Reese from uh, Reese announced he was going to Miami. And just to hit on Reese, uh, for a lot of people that don't know, he was very, very good at Albany. Albany was one of the better FCS teams. Yeah, they were a Final Four team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got and they end up losing to South Dakota State, but there's no shame in that. Yeah, so very, very good quarterback at the FCS level, and we've seen kids from the FCS level have success. Yeah, because the same guy just came from the FCS that's going to score them in Cam Ward. Yeah, but I mean, Cam, this was shocking. I think I texted you. God damn it. Crystal Ball is about to ruin another quarterback. Hopefully, Cam will be able to tell Crystal Ball, hey, we need to kneel the ball. Quit, yeah. Quit running the ball. But obviously, I'm a Cam Ward stan, so I'm going to root for him. But I. That's where QBs go to die. Yeah. That's the only shitty part. Ask Justin Herbert about that. Uh, next, good news for you Malik Murphy transferring from Texas to Duke. I don't know that I again, but it's such a we just don't know. Like when I watched him at Texas, I was like, this guy kind of stinks. Like nothing about him was flashy. Didn't like anything, but I guess that's good. I mean, he's got a good star rating. No, I really like um, Malik. I think he's gonna the having the whole off season as the guy is gonna do is gonna do good for him. And plus, the, he actually does have some starting ability. I know there were struggles, but I mean, that was as a fresh out, like has not played any snaps really, except for maybe some spring ball. So you saw the flashes. So I think this is a great pickup. Well, it's by- also a little, we're a little spoiled by like Riley's. The, I mean, I know Daniel Jones was a, top, a first round pick. Like Riley Leonard was the best quarterback I've ever seen play at Duke. Valid. Maybe since Anthony Boone or Sean Renfrey, mm-hmm. but so like, and I mean, if you if you got a was he a five star or four star? Uh, I don't care. I can't remember. I guess it doesn't matter. If you get a four star quarterback to go to Duke, that's a former one. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, uh, Brock Vandergriff, uh, w- going from Georgia to Kentucky. If you don't know, he was uh, obviously the backup to Carson Beck all year. Highly rated quarterback coming out. I believe in his class, he was the third quarterback coming out. Uh, obviously, Carson Beck decides to come back for another year, and he ends up transferring to Kentucky. And I mean, we don't really know, but for Kentucky, it's great. Yeah, because who awesome. knows? Who knows what the upside could possibly be? The only shitty thing is, I really expected Devin Leary to be a lot better. At Kentucky than he was. Yeah, I think they were expecting him to be a lot better, but it's the only thing that worries me. No, I know because a lot so. of schools have that have a track record of bringing quarterbacks in and they just struggle. Like, there's a reason that's like no, a, and there's there's a reason that like the reason for worry is the fact that he has not played. I'm pretty sure he's going into his junior year. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure you might cover them later if we talk about teams, but. They he has a lot more around him than like Devin Leary, Leary or Will Levis ever had. Mm. All right, next one: Kyle McCord transfers from Ohio State to Syracuse. I mean, for him, I guess this is good. 
that obviously he's going to be the starter. I know there was rumors that he was going to end up transferring to Rutgers. Then Royola flips his commitment from Georgia to Nebraska, and then all of a sudden he's not interested in Nebraska and decides to go to Syracuse. I mean, I'm going to root for the guy. <laughs> I will say we'll discuss Syracuse a lot this offseason because, man, that schedule, we'll get into it more. But I think for Syracuse, this is a big get if he can live up to like the rating. Yeah. I, know, I know he was a five-star, but... They, like as an Ohio State fan, I could say like we didn't really see it that much, mm-hmm. and I'm rooting for the kid. And obviously, Syracuse, I couldn't be more happy when they when we were talking about like the coaching hire and how great it was. But what's your opinion? I mean, I'll, I'll root for the kid. Um, it's probably gonna be a team I fade earlier in the season because people are gonna be like, "Oh, former Ohio State quarterback playing at Syracuse," and they're probably with all the new pieces, new coach, not gonna be as good as what like the public thinks so mm-hmm. from a betting standpoint i'll probably fade them early in the season we'll see how we'll see how it turns out all right next quarterback will rogers transferred from mississippi state to washington i know there was a period that he went back into the portal but ultimately he decided to stick with his commitment to washington i mean it's crazy because the ebbs and flows of college football like i love this for uh kalen DeBoer to get will howard or Will Rogers, and ultimately, Kalen DeBoer isn't going to be coaching him whatsoever. So for Jed Fish to keep Will Howard or Will Howard, Will Rogers in the class, like I think this is big for him. I I, I really thought Noah Fafita was going to end up hitting the portal and going to Washington, yeah. but I'm kind of glad he stayed at Arizona. But I think Will can be successful in Jed Fish's offense. No, I guess that's what we'll find out. Was it real? Was it Jed Fish's scheme, or was Noah Fafita just like super fucking talented? Mm-hmm. But Will Rogers, outside of last season when they completely went like away from the air raid, like was a, one of the best. I think we had him as the number one quarterback in outside the SEC, of, outside of Jaden Daniels. Maybe I don't know. It was either one of those two. Yeah. So like, yeah, the kid's super super talented. I love the move. Mm-hmm. Next quarterback, Daquan Finn. Toledo quarterback going to Baylor. The Ray J. Dennis trend. Apparently they were actually like close. I looked into that. Really? Yeah. So like I mean, I don't know if that played a factor. Ray J. Dennis played basketball at Toledo's now the star guard at Baylor, but no. I I watched a lot of Toledo football as a team we backed the last two seasons. Yes. We were surprised he I think we were calling him to Bama last year. Yeah, we were calling for him to hit the portal like last season. And there's another quarterback we will get to in a bit that we were that it was a Mac quarterback that we were clamoring to hit the portal and go somewhere else. But I on I honestly thought he could do better than Baylor. I I don't know if like people were wondering about the scheme and everything like that, that that's why he had so much success. But I love the I love Daquan Finn. Um Daquan Finn stands, so I'm gonna root for him at Baylor. I just don't know because that team was so fucking bad last yeah, season. With a- but but I think this is a clear, clear upgrade at quarterback. Then Shapen? Yes. I didn't. I'm not. I actually don't mind Shapen that. Well, much. also Shapen. Shapen. Shapen was, they also got like they had three quarterbacks yeah. playing. Like Shapen almost won a Big Twelve title. He was no, very, very I, close. I get that, but then we saw the regression and saw. So I like it. 
I think this is a good get by Baylor, especially like we'll get to shaping in yep, a little I agree. bit. But uh, another quarterback that uh, fresh out of the recruiting class, Austin Mackins, of transferring from Washington to Alabama. He will be following Kalen DeBoer. Obviously, this is like a future because I do think like he's going to have to battle with Jalen Milrow and trying to think of who uh, who was the other quarterback that was who was the five star. I can't fucking remember his name. What that was there last year? Yes, uh, he was. He played in the UAB game, the USF game. USF. Game. I don't remember his name. He stunk. I, but I yeah, either way, Austin. That's probably for next season. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke transferring from Miami to Wisconsin. Uh, Talk about a culture switch. Yeah, going from the... Doing blow on the beach to eating cheese curds and drinking bush lights all day. <laughs> in the fucking cold. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I, 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 We saw some very good things from Tyler Van Dyke, so I'm like kind of hoping we could get a little bit of that at Wisconsin. But also, I mean, Wisconsin seems like they're struggling going from the bully ball to what they're trying to go to. But may, I think this is an upgrade from Mordecai as far as the mm. upside, the floor. I don't really know. I think Mordecai's floor was a lot higher than Van Dyke's. Cause we've also like, especially this season seen some really bad Tyler Van Dyke. Yeah. And then he'll make like one of the most, like he's, I don't want to shit him too much, but like Carson Wentz, when I watched him in the NFL would make, <laughs> Some of the most incredible throws. And I'm like, nobody in football can make that throw but him. And then he'll stare down a linebacker and throw it right at his chest. Tyler Van Dyke's got a little wince in him where he will make some insane passes, something that will shock your mind. Like, he lit up North Carolina's defense, which I know isn't anything crazy. You know it was improved. But maybe get him out of Miami where Crystal Ball is just a quarterback killer. will maybe do him well. I don't know. All right, next quarterback, one that I absolutely loved, uh, Grayson McCall going from Coastal. Did I come through it all? Yeah, it's it's good. It's okay. Just... All right. Uh, like I was saying, Grayson McCall going from Coastal to NC State. Obviously, uh, our boy, Brendan Armstrong, it didn't really work that well. No, he sucked. But I love this, especially, like, it sucks. MJ Morris ends up hitting the portal, too. But I think this is a great get for NC State. They're going to be one of the teams that we're going to discuss a lot this offseason. But this this was a great get, in my opinion. I mean, me. regardless, they'll win eight games. Yes. Yeah, it's just what Doran does. He wins yeah. eight games. Uh, next quarterback, we were talking about him. Matt quarterback that we thought should have hit the portal a lot earlier. Curtis Roark going from Ohio to Indiana. I fucking feel like he could do a lot better than Indiana. I know people or teams might have been worried about the injury because like once he once he kind of got dinged up in that San Diego State game, you saw at times you'd see good Roark and then just bad Curtis Roark. So I'm hoping for the best. I will be rooting for Indiana for him, but I also don't know how well that team's going to be. I would have just stayed at Ohio. I don't know if this is like if this is a super senior year, then maybe. I think it might be grad. Okay, then yeah, that would make sense. 
But, yeah. I don't, like, good luck, bud. Like, yeah. he's he might. You're not gonna. They're not. You're not gonna be good. Like, you might put up accolades and shit like that, but your team's gonna suck. Yes. Like the Big Ten just put it. I haven't looked at their schedule, but I, I would have just stayed at OU and competed for a MAC title. Better but see, but again, like we don't know how much money he was paid to go to Indiana. Valid. Uh, next one, Max Johnson going from Texas A&M to UNC. Obviously, the Drake May, Drake May era for UNC is over. I think this is a solid get for them. Max is able to sling it around, so I think he's going to be able to do good in that system. But, I mean... You're losing like your best wide receiver and uh, Walker. How much of it was Dre's just Drake's just a generational talent? So it's going to be very interesting to see what UNC does this season. I don't think Max was terrible. It's just you've literally had three straight quarterbacks get drafted in the NFL, and now you're back to Max Johnson, who was this his third team? LSU, A and M, and now North Carolina. I just figured. I just figured. Honestly, he was out of eligibility. Yeah, that's what I, I kind of thought too. Um, next quarterbacks that we will talk about: uh, Nate Johnson and our boy Diego Pavia, going from Utah and New Mexico State, respectfully, to Vanderbilt. I honestly think Diego gets the start over Johnson, just because he. I think there's better throwing ability. With oh, Diego. He, I mean, I might throw a better ball than Nate Johnson. Like they, he could not throw a forward pass. It was a struggle, but uh, I mean, we've also seen Vandy at times do two quarterbacks. So, I, I, <laughs> it sucks. I didn't want Diego. I wanted Diego to go. I didn't think he was fit for like a P five school. I kind of wanted him to go to another, like a higher G five. Yeah, like Utah State or something like that, where I could root for him and watch um, him late at night. Something like that, but now I'm just going to have to watch him get beat by 40 at Vanderbilt, which kind of sucks. Uh, next transfer, we'll talk about Jaden Maeva going from UNLV to USC. I think this is a pretty good get for USC. They were in the uh, Will Howard, Cam Ward like sweepstakes trying to get a quarterback in the portal, which is crazy considering how good Riley Moss looked in that bowl game against Louisville. But, I mean, we saw Maeba be very, very good at UNLV. It's going to be very interesting to see how UNLV does this season. Like, was a lot of it. Maeba was just that good, and he was able to raise that team as much as they were to a Mountain West championship game. But I think this is a potentially good get for USC I don't really I mean he's obviously gonna fight Riley Moss or Miller Moss Miller Moss but what do you think I mean I like my if I lost a lot of money fading UNLV did not think they were very good and they just continued to prove me wrong so um also I'm not gonna overreact too much for for Miller Moss's bowl game like that we've seen that happen before and then they start the next season and it just is a I mean, it was more eye-opening because of the fact that, like, if you were anybody who watched college football this season, you were wondering, like, what's what's USC's, like, how are they going to come out? Because you, 
watching that se- watching the way that season ended, you could have easily thought, oh, they're just going to phone it in. But mm. amazingly, they didn't. Uh, next one, Brendan Sorensby uh, from Indiana transferring to Cincinnati. Obviously, like, Cincinnati needs a quarterback. Sorensby did show some really good flashes at Indiana. I don't really know how well it's going to work. I couldn't tell you anything about the kid, to be honest with you. I'm, you, didn't, you didn't pay attention. I don't think I watched a single Indiana football game. I actually had to pay attention to Indiana, but I know. Uh, MJ Moore is transferring from NC State to Maryland. Obviously, we saw the flashes in the four games that he played this season when Brandon Armstrong was struggling, and it was when NC State kind of looked its best. But I think this is a good get for Maryland. We've seen the MJ flashes not even just last season, but the season before he had to play a little bit when uh, Devin Leary went down. So I think this is a good get for Maryland, especially without with Talia gone, even though Talia was fighting for another year. Did he get denied? Yeah, and it's kind of fucked up that... Uh, so Saban was even trying to like tell the NCAA, hey, you need to do... Remember when Tua got hurt? Oh, uh, when you played. Talia played for like five snaps and because of those five snaps it burned his red shirt that season so like it it, it kind of like bullshit yeah it's bullshit but also like i like i wanted to i wanted i'm also at the same points like dude like i hate the as soon as the covid shit is gone like you get one year of red shirting and to me a red a true red shirt is you don't step on the field you don't dress for games that's how a red shirt should be. Like, dude, you're 23 years old, still playing college football. Grow up. Like, that's, I'm sorry, that's always how I thought about it. Same with basketball. We got 28 year olds at fucking BYU out here playing. I hate but it. But you all so have, still have a national championship future on that team, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, next one Tyler Show going from Texas Tech to Louisville. I, we've seen some. We've seen Tyler Show be very... Why did I think it was somebody else that went to Louisville? No. It was Tyler Show? Okay. We've seen some pretty good ups and downs from Tyler Show. He's an upgrade, I'll tell you that. Like, Lu- Louisville probably could have made the playoff if they, didn't, if they had a little bit better quarterback play. Maybe. Jack Plummer was really I bad. I think they're I think they're kind of on the same level. I don't really know. Uh... But also, like, he's kind of played in the systems that fit what Brom wants to do. Obviously, at Oregon and Texas Tech, like, you're kind of you're spreading it out. So, for the system fit, I think it works. I also think Louisville could have done potentially better. Yeah, but it is it is only year two of Brom, and like the one flashy year probably doesn't warrant you to get one of the best guys, but I think he did kind of the same thing. Just wanted a guy who's been there, done that. We will talk, plug him in there. Well, and the problem is we'll talk about Louisville later, but I, it like, if you did a little bit better at uh quarterback, like, Oh man, like we'll talk about like they were still a little bit of ways away from winning a natty, but they possibly could have made the playoff. All right. Next quarterback. Uh, quarterback that we have a top 50 NFL draft pick bet on 
This K- is when the documentary starts. KJ Jefferson transferring from Arkansas to UCF. I have no fucking idea how this is going to work. I mean, it kind of fits his playing style a little bit. No, it fits the playing style, but like you went from a quarterback that couldn't throw to a quarterback that can't throw. I think think KJ is a better passer. But but that's not saying a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we've seen quarterbacks be successful at UCF. I wish them all the best. I mean, I'm going to root for UCF because I kind of do like KJ Jefferson. And I mean, just but just it's funny. Like if you put John Rice Plumley and KJ Jefferson together, like next to each other, just two opposite ends of the spectrum. Like KJ's a big ass dude, and John Rice I think is like five eleven. I see he carries himself bigger than that at least. But yeah, it's just I think it's going to be very interesting. Uh to talk about the quarterback that will be taking over for KJ, Taylor Green transferring from Boise State to Arkansas. I really don't know how this is going to work, just because I, I like I don't trust the coach. Uh, yeah, he's pretty much a dead man walking, but kinda. But again, like I don't want to. We've the- seen the flashes from Taylor, especially with that running ability. Obviously, I. There's a different running style for comparing Talon to KJ. KJ is more of like that Tim Tebow run you over. Talon's got the juice to outrun you. Yeah. I don't really know if KJ has that extra gear like Talon does. When it comes to the passing, <laughs> kind of the same. Yeah, it's v- very, very similar. Um, again, it's it's just one of those transfer spots where it's like it's weird that you chose that school because you're going to get buried in the SEC. Because Arkansas is a very hard place to win at, in the football realm at least, and especially with a coach that's got like his butt is kind of sizzling right now yeah. on the hot seat. Uh, Be careful what you wish for, Arkansas. Though I will say that. Yes, Blake Shapin heading from Baylor to Mississippi State. Obviously, new coaching staff at Mississippi State with Jeff Levy and the aired out style. I think Blake can be successful in this system but also i mean mississippi state the town around him yeah it's very similar to the last with Taylor green going to arkansas it's probably gonna be more of the same you're gonna be fighting for bowl eligibility yeah uh max brosmer heading from new hampshire to minnesota uh if you watch like some of the film on him at new hampshire very, very good quarterback. Big, but he kind of reminds me a little bit of Will. Like, tall, but he's not afraid to run and, like, has pretty good running ability. Obviously, the passing game was very, very hit or miss for Minnesota this last season, especially when you were trying to go away from, like, the run it down your throat bully ball that made you so successful. But. I think this is a pretty good game. No, I like him. it. He's a, his body style fits like the cold weather atmosphere of Minnesota. Um, for one, if you are one of those cold weather teams, like I hate, if you really do want to be successful, like you kind of have to do the running down your throat kind of yeah. shit. So I think it's a good hire or a good hire, a good pick uh, and fit for this kid. I watched them play one game last year, and it you can definitely like see him on the field. Like he's a big ass kid. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, next one, Chandler Rogers heading from North Texas to Cal. Obviously, very, very successful at North Texas. But also, that it's a little bit of the scheme, but I think this is a good get for Cal. I'm pretty sure both their quarter, yeah, Ben Finley ended up hitting the portal, and uh, who who was the other quarterback? Uh, I forget his name, but I think this is a good get for Chan or for Cal. But also, it's Cal. Yeah. Uh, next one, Robbie Ashford heading heading from Auburn. To South Carolina. Obviously, Spencer Rattler's gone. You have a bunch of questions at quarterback. I don't really know how well it's going to work because we've seen Ashford be very successful with his legs. I don't know how. Not a great thrower of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eli Holstein heading from Alabama to Pitt. Obviously, he was. Uh, oh, that's the quarterback's name. Now, I just remember Ty Simpson. Is yep. the five star. This was the other quarterback from the same class that ended up going to Bama too. He hits the portal and goes to Pitt. I'm pretty sure he is from Pitt. So I absolutely have no idea how this is gonna work because one, we haven't seen the kid, and God only knows how Pitt's gonna run offensively this yep, year. Yeah, exactly. Uh AJ Swan heading from Vanderbilt to LSU. I don't really think this is to start. Because we have our boy Nussmeyer at LSU. But I think this is like just like in case Nussmeyer isn't what we thought. Yeah, which there's a good chance of that. I'm going to tell you that right now. Our boy Casey Thompson heading from FAU to Oklahoma. Finally heading home. He is from Oklahoma City. So I really don't think... I think this is kind of like AJ Swan. This is... He... He's kind of doing the Spencer Sanders. Like, I already had my career. I'm going to go. Exactly. Well, and I think with Jackson Arnold, obviously we have high expectations for the kid. But, I mean, if the bottom falls out, Casey Thompson's yeah. there. It's a good backup to have. Uh, Zion Chris heading from Louisiana, Houston. Uh, Chris was hurt for a good portion of this season. But when he is healthy, very good runner and decent thrower. I think he's going to be good fit for uh, Houston. Uh, Giovanni McCoy heading from Idaho to Oregon State. Idaho in the FCS was a lot of fun mm -hmm. to watch, and he is a hell of a quarterback. I think this is a good get from no, Oregon I, State. I watched the entire Idaho-Albany um, game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's who it was. And he, he is good, and he is very fun. Uh, Ken Seals heading from Vanderbilt to TCU. Uh, who was what was the name of the quarterback that was starting for TCU? Wasn't it Hooker? Fuck, I, I I couldn't tell you. It's been so damn long. Either way, I don't. I, who knows if he's going to start? Uh, but for TCU, I guess it's a good get. Who was the Who was it again? Sorry, I missed that one. I did. There's Ken Seals from Vanderbilt. Couldn't tell you anything about him. Well, the problem is him and Swan look yeah. kind of the same. So. Sorry, you'll get to a guy. I didn't realize he committed somewhere, but keep going. Uh, Hank Bachmeyer heading from Louisiana Tech to Wake Forest. Obviously, uh, Griff's ended up hitting the portal, and I mean, watching Wake Forest was a struggle this season. So. Yeah, but 
You know, they have, with that system, if you can get a good grasp of that system, you can be successful there. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, time will tell. That slow mesh is a difficult thing to get a hold, hang of and a hold of. And you got to be willing to, like, sit in the pocket and get the shit knocked out of you. So if you can do that, like, yeah, I think you can be fine. Uh, Ethan Calicaminus heading from Minnesota to Rutgers. Don't think he's taking over for Wimstat, but it's they might be the same fucking guy. No, no. Wimstat can run a hell of a lot better than that, Ethan. No, I'm not, I'm not thinking of not Wimstat. Rutgers had a big ass quarterback like three, Simon. three years ago. They would put in him like a specialty situation. Yeah. That's what he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think he can run a little bit, but it's just pure power. Yeah. I don't know what the hell is going to happen there. Jerry Bohannon, if you remember, he was the Baylor quarterback that did lead Baylor to that Big 12 championship. Obviously, Shapen had to finish it up. He did transfer to USF and is now heading to the BYU Cougars. I'm waiting for your like your opinion. <laughs> doesn't. I don't want to say why it doesn't fit, but it doesn't fit. Like it, it so, could work. It just is going to be tough to grasp for a second. I mean, I obviously I don't know what BYU's quarterback situation is, but I mean, he was a solid starter, and yeah, I I think he battled a lot of injuries last year. You mm-hmm. USF, he was yeah, in he and did. out of the lineup. So, because that was a team I was kind of looking for, because he didn't play against Bama. Yeah. Um BYU, I think, is just also going to be one of those teams where it's just. They're going to be like pesky in the Big Twelve, so get a guy like that that can win you a game at home. Like that's a good, it's a good signing. All right, now we're we've hit all the guys that are transferring in the Power Five. Now to some of the guys in the Power or Group of Five or Group of Six. What five? Why am I saying Power Five? It's not Power Four. Power, yeah, whatever. Yeah. In the Power Conferences, and now you have the Lessers. No, I shouldn't even say Lessers. We have Malachi Nelson heading from USC to Boise State. I gotta say, I love it. Yeah, I like obviously five star talent. Didn't get to see him much, and it kind of weird that he was going to be battling for the starting job this season. So um, I don't really understand why he transferred, but I mean for Boise State, this is a big gain. Yeah, uh, awesome. He, I mean this. This was a kid that Texas A&M was like dropping bags off at his house to try to get him to go there. Yeah, no so. kidding. Uh, TJ Finley heading from Texas State to Western Kentucky. I think he's going to be very fun to yeah. watch in that Western Kentucky system. Uh, Chandler Morris heading from TCU to North Texas. I think he's going to have a great ability with that North Texas system to – Put up some numbers. See, this is these are the moves that I just feel like. Now, granted, we don't know the money mm-hmm. because obviously there's a lot of money involved in this day and age in college sports. But like, I feel like these kind of moves make more sense than like just dropping to get the shit kicked out of you at, at Indiana and Vanderbilt. No, I get it, but I mean, we don't Again. know everybody's motive. Yeah. But, uh, next, EJ Warner, Kurt Warner's son, heading from Temple to Rice. I like this one. I like DJ Warner last year. Yeah, he was a lot of fun to watch at Temple, which ain't, ain't really fun to watch Temple games because they're fucking bad. No. Hopefully he can be better in his dad's fucking movie. You ever seen that? <laughs> I have not. I so have, terrible. I heard a I lot. I watched of, like 20 minutes on it, and I was like, I'm out. 
All right, our boy Matt. Well, take, hold on, one one quick thing. Wait. The quarterback that plays Kurt Warner in the movie looks nothing like it him. Is a lefty. Oh Jesus Christ! That's uh, that's as far as I could tell you about the movie. Okay, so he doesn't yeah. even throw with the right fucking arm. All right, never gonna watch that movie. Uh, our boy Matthew Saluka heading from Holy Cross to UNLV. Yeah, this this was the one that I didn't realize he committed. You might have told me, but there's so many I can't remember. I love mm-hmm. it. I think this is going to be great for UNLV, especially with my Ava leaving. Ben Finley heading from Cal to Akron. Don't know how it's going to work. Yeah, it's a tough, tough place to win. Uh, Dylan Morris heading from Washington to James Madison. Obviously, Dylan was a highly rated quarterback coming out. Never really got a shot at Washington, so see how he does at James Madison. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noah Kim Heading from Michigan State to Coastal Carolina, obviously. Coastal needs a quarterback, so Kim kind of showed some flashes at times, but, I mean, Michigan State was just a fucking mess this season. Uh, Mitch Griffs and Braylon Braxton from Wake Forest and Tulsa, respectfully, both going to Marshall. Uh, No idea how this is going to work because also you have Chad Pennington's son there that I guess every fan is clamoring to be the starter, but you took two quarterbacks in the portal. Don't understand that. Max Brown, the Florida quarterback that had to play, what was it, the end of that Mizzou game and that Florida State game, is transferring from Florida to Charlotte. I thought he could have done a little bit better than Charlotte. But I think this is a good get for Charlotte. He kind of showed some flashes in those to, in a little bit of starting time that we saw. He wanted to play for Biff Pogey. I mean, I guess you, I get it. Uh, Katen Hauser heading from Michigan State to ECU. No idea how it's going. Oh, I don't have my Pirates thing queued don't up you anymore. Dare, don't even try. I have some more. I added like four of them today. I don't want to know what they are. No, I'm not going to tell you. Uh Cam Fancher heading from Marshall to FAU. I think this is a good get for Tom Herman. Uh, he was very, very good at Marshall. And, I mean, the coach's comments after the season, like, that nobody – he literally said nobody in the fan base wanted him, even though he was very good for Marshall. Yeah, I'm rooting for that kid. Exactly. Uh, Ty Thompson heading from Oregon to Tulane. Now, I will say uh, – Kai Horton, the Tulane quarterback, he did hit the portal, but then ultimately decided to stay at Tulane. Now he's got a little bit of competition with Ty Thompson. We haven't seen Ty play much, but talented quarterback coming out. Yeah, I actually liked Horton a lot from the little I saw him at Tulane, Mm -hmm. but Ty Thompson, again, he's just the unknown. Exactly. Uh, Tate Rodemaker, I said how he transferred. He went from FSU to Southern Miss. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, Get some of that Brett Favre money. Bryson Barnes, Utah's hero this season, transferring from Utah to Utah State. Not not a far move. Oh, uh, oh, I didn't. I did not write this down. But we also had our boy Spencer Petras heading from Iowa to Utah State. So he's gonna battle Bryson Barnes. What a hell of a quarterback battle that's gonna be. Uh, and then lastly, Logan Fife, the Fresno State backup quarterback, transferred from Fresno to Montana. Originally, he did transfer to Minnesota. 
but then just ended up changing and going to Montana. I mean, he showed some flashes at Fresno State, so I guess good get for Montana. As far as the quarterbacks that were still waiting on uh, any kind of announcement, quarterback that's been in there for a very long time, and I'm surprised no, he has not made a commitment yet. Uh, Jordan McLeod, the JMU uh, quarterback, very good at James Madison. I'm surprised he's still in the portal. Uh, Jaden Delora, I know that I told you that uh, he transferred to Texas State. Yeah, I saw that he opted out. Or- yeah, so, so he's still in the portal available, and I think he could still be a very good quarterback. It, we just saw that Noah Fafita was very fucking good. Yeah. Uh, Drew Pine, I... I was surprised that he was still in the portal, but, uh, and lastly, not surprised to see this guy in the, uh, portal. Maybe you need to go to one of the service Academy, Jeff Sims still out there. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's going to be very few suitors in my opinion, but all right. Now we've talked about quarterbacks. It's time to talk about some of these, uh, <coughs> like some of the better classes in my opinion. And, Talking about the transfer portal, you cannot go without talking about Old Miss, the number one rated class in the transfer portal, highlighted by five-star defensive linemen, te- uh, Walter Nolan, the defensive lineman from Texas A&M, but also you got uh, Princely, uh, I cannot pronounce his last name, the edge rusher from Florida, Antoine Wells, the wide receiver from South Carolina. Logan Diggs, running back from LSU. Yam Banks, the safety from South Alabama. Chris Paul Jr., linebacker from Arkansas. Trey Amos, cornerback from Alabama. Daquan Wright, tight end from Virginia Tech. Key Lawrence, safety from Oklahoma. I could just keep going on. Oh, by the way, they added four transfer offensive linemen. Ole Miss went Big, I know it's kind of Kiffin's M.O., but, man, they went big into the portal this season. They kind of saw a chance with, I mean, they, their schedule broke that I think their biggest game is a home game against Georgia. But there's a real opportunity that Ole Miss can make some noise. Yeah, I think they'll, like, like this is, like, like they're throwing the kitchen sink at this year. Like this is the year that we're making the playoff, which I mean they should have a, a decent shot if, depending on how the we figure out how the bracket kind of works. I think the SEC could probably get three to four teams in. So, I mean, yeah, but we'll see if it all works out. It doesn't always just because you get a bunch of recruits doesn't mean shit. No, you're. Damn it. No, you're right. Uh, we'll see how it works. Obviously, they got Jackson Dart back. And like I said, you, I wanted them to add some wide receivers, and there are a few good wide receivers that they added. Another class that I absolutely love, Oregon. Obviously, you did the work with the quarterbacks getting the quarterback for now and your quarterback for the future. But also, at the same time, you brought in Evan Stewart, probably the number one wide receiver in this transfer class from Texas A&M. Jabbar Muhammad, the stud corner at Washington. Cam Alexander, cornerback from UTSA, who was very, very good for UTSA. Kobe Savage, a stud safety from Kansas State. And Jamar Caldwell, a very good defensive lineman from Houston. 
this is why I said I think that Oregon has a very good chance to make some noise in, in the playoff. Obviously, if you look at like uh, betting odds right now, in that Ohio State game, they're favored right now. But obviously, that's a little bit from it being at Oregon. But this is a stud class for Oregon. Um, so wait, they're favored to beat Ohio State right now? It's only by one and a half. Oh, what day is that game? No, you should know. It's your fucking wedding. Yeah, that's so fucked up. Yeah, your te- your your best man and your brother is a diehard Ohio State fan. You're not my fucking best man. I said your brother. Oh, man. I thought you meant like you, best man and my brother. No, okay. but I was going to say I'm also involved. Again, and I'm I a diehard s- Ohio State fan. I scheduled it. So is Trev. Another guy in the wedding. And then you have JR, who's just a degenerate gambler, and you... They can't wait. And a guy who's like, is foaming at the mouth to bet against Ohio State. So, like, he's obviously going to want... Like, that game, I know him. Oh, yeah, JR's going to be all over Oregon. Yeah. I could call that right now. But uh, that 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 game in Eugene? Yes. So that it's going to be a night game. Shit. (laughs) Well, I don't know, because it's Big Ten, so... I mean, what if Fox wants to put it on Big Noon? Dude, if they put it at noon, that actually wouldn't be bad because we could probably finish it before the wedding starts. Finish it before the wedding and right after golf. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, either way, me and your brother are going to be score-checking that literally all game, and we're probably going to be in the gambling den that is... Good thing your wife doesn't know we're sneaking like five TVs in. Um, but either way, great class for Oregon. Uh, Florida State... Very good class. They got a lot of players, but, I mean, highlighted by Marvin Jones Jr., the edge from Georgia, who was uh, the son of a former uh, Florida State edge player, Marvin Jones. Obviously, he's senior now, but who was a stud for Florida State. Uh, Jalen Brown, very good wide receiver from LSU. Grady Kelly, uh, defensive lineman from Colorado State and I don't think anybody benefited better from Nick Saban leaving than Florida State. They just absolutely raided Alabama. Just some of the play or a couple of the players, uh Earl Lil Jr. cornerback and Roydell Williams running back, who you saw play spot service for uh Alabama. They also got Jalen Lucas running back from Indiana, short little uh number twelve who is Quick as shit. Mm. I can't wait to see what he could do at Florida State. And then you have C- Sione Loe. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Defensive lineman from Oregon State who was a stud for them this year. I think this is a very good class from Florida State. Obviously, it's not headlined by a Jared Verse, Jermaine Johnson, but I think Marvin Jones Jr. can do very good for them. Didn't really get to see much time at Georgia, but, I mean, that's just the way Georgia plays. Next, a very star-studded class for the Texas Longhorns. Uh, added stud edge, Trey Moore from UTSA. Uh, stud safety, Andrew Makuba from Clemson. And obviously, when you have Xavier Worthy and A.D. Mitchell leave, you got to load up at wide receiver. They ended up getting Matthew Golden from Houston, Silas Bolden from Oregon State, and Isaiah Bond from Alabama. Also added Amari uh, Neblack, tight end from Alabama. 
I think this is a great class from UTS or from Texas. Obviously, it, it you're going to be hurt in the middle of the defensive line, which was where you were the best between uh, Byron Murphy and uh, God, uh, Sweat. Two studs in the middle. We had a lot of questions on the edge because most of your pressure came up the gut. Both of those guys are gone, but now you added it to the edge with Trey Moore, who I believe he he's had double-digit sacks the last two seasons for UTSA. So I think this is a good class for Texas. Yeah, I mean, Isaiah Bond, that's a giant get. I loved watching him in Alabama. He's such a guy that can kind of take the top off the defense a little bit. And, yeah, Texas is going to be one of those teams, too, that's going to be – you're going to need to get a guy like that, especially like joining the SEC this season, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, time to gloat a little bit. Ohio State, obviously, we know what they did with the quarterbacks, but then you add the best transfer in the class in Caleb Downs' safety from Alabama. You also added the number one running back in the transfer class in Quinshawn Junkins from Ole Miss. You also added uh, Seth McLaughlin, who was the center for Alabama. And then uh, just a little shout-out to a Mac guy, uh, Will Kamarick, tight end from Ohio, who was very good for them. Kind of needed to get some, some experience at tight end. But, dude, I, I, I am in love with this transfer class. Obviously, when you get a player with the caliber of Caleb Downs, and it's not like we just get him for one season. We get him for two seasons. Yeah, and obviously, I I I assume people don't follow recruiting as well as I do, but I mean, for Caleb, it came down to Ohio State and Alabama. Obviously, he picked Alabama, but now he's home where he belongs, and I think he's just obviously with with everything that Ohio State that like. The other thing that really like sets this call, uh, class off is what you have coming back, and I know we won't like we'll talk about what Ohio State comes back when we're doing like our team breakdowns and everything like that. But you have the majority of your defense coming back, and you added one of the best defensive players in the nation. I know that's crazy to say for somebody who was a freshman this last season, but. I mean, 100 tackles at the safety position at Alabama as a true freshman is absolutely insane, and I think there's a reason why he was the top transfer in this class. Yeah, pairing that along with having the additional year that he mm-hmm. is mandatory from a college probably elevated him up a little bit too. I mean, yeah, this is – the high State's going to be one of the best four teams again next season, mm-hmm. just like normal. Yeah. Um, and, I think, and I think we're going to have one of the best running back duos – in the country oh, yeah. with Trey and Quinshawn. If I'm telling you, if they can't get it done with this group, he's not getting it done ever. Yeah. <laughs> like this, if you can't get it done with this group, you, you could pluck any coach in the nation. I state. it might be time to make a move. We'll see. Uh, next wasn't one of the top classes, but a class that I really have a lot of respect for Mizzou added Kayla or Caden green, Tackle from Oklahoma, who started for them. Uh, Toriano Pride, cornerback from Clemson, who was very, very good for Clemson this season. Two running backs in 
Marcus Carroll, running back from uh, Georgia State, and Nate Noel from App State. And then you also added uh, Darius Smith, uh, edge player from Georgia. Now, I will say, like, I'm going through a lot of the players that, like, most people know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's a lot of other players in these classes that I'm go that I'm not really hitting on. But a lot of those guys are debt pieces. These guys I view as instant impacts. And Mizzou's got a lot coming back for them this this next year. And I love the gets that they got. Like, we all know how good Cody Schrader was at running back. But now you it was always the Schrader bowl. Or, well, it was always him. There wasn't really another guy. So the fact that you have Carroll, who's probably, in my opinion, going to be the number one, and then a solid backup in Noel, who's been very good for App State the last couple of years, I think this is a great get by uh, Eli Drinkwitz. Yeah, I mean, he was a guy that we said was on, like, the hottest of hot seats last season. If he didn't prove it, I mean, he proved it this last season. Yeah, well, they end up winning 11, 12 games. I can't remember. It was one of the two. But yeah. Missouri underratedly has a lot of money. They do. And they, oh, have they a- literally made an announcement, uh, what was it, a couple weeks ago, that like it was a $60 million anonymous donation, and I believe like $45 million of it is going to uh, upgrades uh, – around or uh, facility upgrades the other like 15 millions going to their nil program yeah they now it cost them their basketball team apparently the success they had this season but but also you have to think about the nil rules that they have for the high school level the fact that if you're committed to mizzou or any of those missouri schools and you live in the state of missouri you can already start getting NIL. Yeah, which was very smart. Yeah, and it got them one of the best recruits in the nation. Yeah, they're going to be a team, like, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. There might be a team that I might place a little bet to make the playoff if I got pretty good odds. Oh, no, I, I especially when you see the schedule, like, they, like it, there's definitely a shot. Uh, next, can't talk college football without pro- probably talking about one of the best teams in the nation. Georgia getting a solid class. Uh, Colby Young, the wide receiver from Miami who showed a lot of flashes this season. Uh, and then they get a player from behind enemy lines, Trevor Etienne, running back from Florida, goes to Georgia to be on the other side of the biggest cocktail party. See what it's Yeah, like. I hate those ones. Those ones are like, dude. I, I mean, you got to – I mean, the kids – I get it, though, because to be honest with you, in this day and age of football, you're not committing to schools. You're just committing to a coach. So like I, or you, committing for a ring. Yeah. Or that or money. Mm-hmm. So basically like you see kids flip from their rivals more often than not. It's just, well, you tough, see, a, tough I will say you see a lot in cross conference moves. I don't know really as much with the like hated rival. Like I don't, we don't see many Ohio state, Michigan transfers. But also, I think like is like really is the Florida Georgia like I mean, that it used mo- to be. We, we it s- used to be. You see it more in like the college. But now Georgia's world. dominating so much. But to get back to their class, also added uh, wide receiver 
Michael Jackson from USC and London Humphreys from Vandy, who was very solid for them. I think he's going to fit that Lad McConkey role very well. Uh, Xavier McLeod from uh, South Carolina, defensive lineman who's very solid, and Jake Pope, South, uh, safety from Alabama. It's solid class for Georgia. Obviously, you don't really have that many holes. Did have some holes to fill, like at wide wide receiver, and you see what they were able to do. But I mean, this is the thing when you talk about Ohio State and Georgia's class. Like, they're not. They're Georgia and Ohio State are never going to be doing what Ole Miss does and getting like whole new rosters in the portal. Yeah. If they do, something went wrong. Yeah. But when you already have so much talent, all you're doing is just plucking the spots that you need. Yep. And obviously, Which is like, what the transit portal was intended to be. And obviously, like Georgia was in on Caleb Downs. He came down this in this transfer portal recruitment between Georgia and Ohio State. But uh, now we're just gonna hit. I'm just gonna hit on some of the top transfers. Obviously, uh, these. Guys are just going all over the place. Not many like giant classes, but uh, Caden Proctor, stud right tackle or left tackle for uh, Alabama, is going to Iowa, going back home where he was committed until a signing day flip. I mean, this is one of the best recruits that Iowa's ever gotten. Good luck to him because. Well, I mean, you're going to get a lot of shine because all they do is run the ball. Yeah, you're going to get plenty of time to hit people. And we'll probably be a first-round pick. Just what happens with the, at Iowa. Uh-huh. Uh, Nylon Green, cornerback from Georgia, heading to Purdue. Pretty good get for Purdue. Uh, five. He was a five-star coming out. Didn't really get much playing time. But here's the thing. If you're not getting much playing time at Georgia, it's because they're fucking loaded. So... God only knows how good he really is. AJ Harris, who I know was a stud wide or cornerback coming out last, or was it two years? I forget how many years he's been at Georgia, but heading to Penn State, uh, I think this is a good get from Penn State, especially because you lost so many corners. So why not take a chance on a kid that was a former five star? Uh, Nick Scranton. Uh, edge from Purdue heading to Texas A&M. I will say Texas A&M in rankings is top two according to 24-7, but it's literally because they had to get like 26 transfers. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of size, not a little, not a lot of big names other than Nick. So. Yeah, you'll see that a lot in, I see it in basketball a lot, is when a new coach comes in, like Iona was high up on their recruiting rankings basically because they just only pertained one player from a year ago. Like none of the guys were that good, Mm -hmm. but that shot them up in the rankings because they got 11. Yes. Uh, Tyler Barron, the stud edge for Tennessee was originally committed to Ole Miss and kind of another reason why I like the Ole Miss class, but did switch his commitment to Louisville or Louisville. I'm sorry to all the Louisville people out there. I know we pronounce it wrong all the fucking time, but we know that, or at least I know the proper pronunciation of it. Uh, but didn't really get into Louisville too much, but they have a sneaky, sneaky good class. We talked about Tyler's show, but there's a lot of other players that not really big names, but I think could be very good studs for them. 
team that I love this offseason. Uh, Jamon Dumas Johnson, the linebacker from Georgia, who was a starter there, is transferring to Kentucky. Very good get for Kentucky. They also did add the uh, Chip Trainum, the running back from Ohio State, who, I mean, it was a constant battle between him, Trey, and Mayan Williams uh, for snaps. Uh, LT Overton, the stud defensive lineman from Texas A&M, will be heading to Alabama. Uh, Holden State's stud tight end from Notre Dame heading to Tennessee. Uh, RJ Oben, stud edge from Duke, following Riley Leonard to Notre Dame. Uh, Damani Jackson, stud cornerback from USC, will be heading to Alabama. Uh, CJ Daniels, who was Liberty's best wide receiver, heading to LSU. I think that, especially with losing neighbors and Brian Thompson, I think this is a very good get for LSU. Uh, Fadil Diggs, uh, edge from Texas A&M, heading to Syracuse. Syracuse kind of did, like, it wasn't a lot of portal moves, but they did do some, have some very good moves and at the end of the recruiting class. So, Watch out for Syracuse. I mean, it's kind of what we said. Like, they brought in an unknown coach from a big school. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy knows how to recruit. Especially in that region. Uh, Jim, uh, Julian Fleming, the wide receiver from Ohio State, heading to Penn State. Is he from Pennsylvania? Yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. I'm kind of a weird to say, but a little bit of an unknown. Yeah, it is. no, he senior. definitely is. Uh, Kamari Ramsey, one of the... Uh, one of the better safeties from UCLA heading to USC. I know we did talk about like going from rival to rival, but yeah, yeah that no one's at that game. Uh Tacker Curtis, uh linebacker from USC, heading to Wisconsin. And honestly, I think the fit in with him and Fickle's system is gonna be very well. He's a very good linebacker uh, who played as a freshman, granted, is is playing as a freshman on USC's defense that much of a no, compliment? Not at all. Uh, no, Rogers, uh, former five-star wide receiver from Ohio State, heading home to NC State. I wanted to say this just because, like, obviously you had Grayson McCall, you got an upgrade at quarterback, and now you add a bigger body wide receiver to go next to Casey Concepcion. I think it's. I think it gives this NC State offense some juice. Obviously, yeah, much needed juice. Yeah, Noah Ding. He was a true freshman last year. Didn't see much playing time, but man, he knows how to use his six-two body, it, like to go up and get the balls. It, I think he had a couple of uh, uh, fade shots in the spring game that I, he just went right over the cornerback. Uh, Caden Wool- Woolard. Edge from Miami of Ohio, heading heading to Oklahoma. Uh, Corey Foreman, former uh, number one recruit, edge player from USC, heading to Fresno State. Could be fun to watch yeah. if he uh, is actually able to be as good as he uh, was rated. Uh, I know they ended up getting a lot of recruits, but one of my favorite. Uh, 
recruiting ba- or transfer battles that they ended up winning. Colorado gets Will Shepard, the Vandy wide receiver, big body wide receiver, who's got some pretty good get up. I think this is a yeah. good get for Colorado. I didn't want to get into Colorado's class because, I mean, it. We'd be here for for, for fucking ever. Yeah, but he was I, one of the bright spots on Vanderbilt last season. So yes, uh, Jordan Waters, running back from Duke, also heading to NC State. NC State's had some struggles with the run game, and I think this is a good get for them. Uh, Raheem Rocket Sanders heading from Arkansas to South Carolina. I think this is a good get for South Carolina. Yeah, I, I like Rocket Sanders. He last season was a little bit of a disappointment, but he kept, he was hurt like nonstop. Mm-hmm. Penny Boone, the stud running back from Toledo, heading to Louisville. Another good get from Louisville. I didn't want to get fully into their class, but they did do some get some very good picks like I, or pickups like I said. Uh just to name some of the other players that are still available, uh Takari Davis, cornerback from Arizona, uh Rashad Amos, the running back from Miami of Ohio. He was very good for them, especially once uh Garrett went down. Uh Benjamin Yorisek, this very very talented tight end from Stanford amazingly is still in the portal everyone immediately thought he was going to go to Georgia but nothing there and then oh I actually just saw that he ended up committing uh Devin Harris troubled five-star cornerback from Texas A&M and LSU heading to UTSA giant so there's a lot of talking about the portal man yeah I mean it's just the day and age I don't even bot like, dude. I don't even bother doing a basketball one because it, it would we would be here for weeks. Oh God, yes. Like I'm not. There's not even a point to do it. I touched like the top fifty guys, and that's about all I care about. Yeah, and guess what? Uh, spring practices are starting now, and here, I mean, here in April. Well, we're still like two months away, but I'm gonna start having spring games. And guess what? The next portal window opens, and who knows what happens with Boston College. So, yeah, there's still it's a shitty thing. There's still a lot of things that could could move, but I mean, I'm, the majority of those players are probably staying put. Like, I'm not going to see any crazy, crazy, crazy movement. I don't know. There's a lot of Ohio State uh, people I follow that cannot stop talking about the Boston College left tackle. Okay, and that's like the one spot that we fucking need. Well, I'm talking about the guys that have already committed yeah like the, uh, the the guys that did move schools some of the guys that stayed put they might still be out there but yeah but for the most part portal window is just winding down and i mean it's spring practices are starting so it's, it's like that portal could end up ramping up in the spring once we get some jobs solidified and stuff like that but yeah and just when we think the portals calm down it just it keeps like the last even in all sports like the last two years are like well this is just an anomaly it's just an anomaly it's not no nope. like this is the day and age in sports nope that's why I don't blame a lot of these old coaches for leaving because it seems like it's a younger man no show. And I, that I mean to talk about like some of the coaches that are leaving college for the NFL like completely understand why especially I mean the the schedule is just absolutely asinine. You have the portal, the season end, portal opens, 
Oh, and then you also have the early signing period during, like, just in the month of December. You have to worry about bowl prep. You have to worry about your players leaving for the draft. You have to worry about players leaving for the transfer portal. Have to worry about attacking the transfer portal. And then you have to worry about, oh, recruiting signing period starts now. Well, early, but... Yeah, they need, definitely need to work on the calendar. And, I mean, some we really haven't discussed. Uh, the the SEC and the Big 12, or the Big 10, kind of working together to fu- figure some of this shit out. Kind of saying to the NCAA, you're not going to fucking do anything to fix this shit. All right, we're going to, like, the big boys are going to step yeah. up. So The only shitty thing is, is... That makes it difficult is because they're still technically students. No, yeah, so that's yeah, yeah. what makes the schedule difficult. No, and I I know like some of the people are saying that they need to move the early signing period up all the way to uh, July, kind of like how Ohio, uh, how basketball does it. That your guys's early signing period is right before the season starts. Mm-hmm. Now there's backlash from that for high school coaches. Because obviously you still want the players to be recruited, but you could still have the February. I mean, today is National Signing Day, and today's significance doesn't mean shit. So yeah, and here's one thing. But also, like with the portal, it makes things a lot different because you have kids that are trying to enroll before spring. Yeah. So, also, why do we even give like two shits of what the high school coaches think? Valid. Like, why does that matter? But also, well, no, it's for, like, the senior year of recruiting is very crucial to some recruits. That's when yeah. you find the risers and everything like that. But if the signing period is when it is, or move it up then, well, then you are, like, coaches aren't going to be out recruiting those players as much and not getting spotlight on some of the guys that aren't really getting highly recruited. So... I mean, but the thing is, it's. um, But my big thing again, like life's just not fair. No, I know. For baseball players, if you're not fucking good your junior year, good luck. You got to go JUCO because the recruiting's already done. Mm -hmm. So like, you're just gonna have to adapt. No, and I mean that's the way college basketball uh, recruiting is. Like, their season starts, and that's when players could sign. It's kind of their. It's kind of just a blessing that they have the best like time frame of the season. It just works mm-hmm. for them like in, in general. But obviously we're no experts. There's no way we could come up with a perfect schedule because every schedule has flaws, but the way it's done now, shit needs to change. Yeah. It does need to change and just make it, make it easier for the kids. But also like I'm, it's, you do have to make it easier for the coaches. Otherwise, you're going to ha- continue to have the like, craziness that, I mean, hell, you're, or I know he didn't take the commander's job, but shit, Chip Kelly's still getting linked to taking the offensive coordinating job at Seattle. Yeah. I mean, I totally understand why they would do that. So, yeah. I mean, it, college football is a crazy mess, but thankfully it's in the offseason and... Now it's just time to speculate for next season and the No, it, well, no. It's time to dive back into college basketball. You can do all off-season to do that. No. But here's the big thing here. I Before we get out of here, I have to read this tweet because it kind of 
shit last night. I was just, I was so mad. I didn't want to ruin it because I want to talk about it on the show. So Robert Jones, who's the Norfolk State head basketball coach, got a mean email sent to him because he didn't cover a spread, basically. And the guy just said like he should resign and all this stuff. And this is a guy who's won like multiple MEAC titles, takes his team to the tournament like every other year. And there's this guy that he used to be, used to chat with all the time. He runs a major madness account. I mean, he's got a pretty decent following, almost 10,000 followers. And he's like, this is, you can thank sports gambling for this shit. And I'm like, dude, you have a basketball coach who's getting paid six figures to coach kids. And he doesn't have thick enough skin to deal with a mean email. Like, dude, cry me a fucking river. Like, seriously. If you can't, if my, if you said something, email me at work, something mean, and I couldn't take it, and I make half of that money. Like, I, it's tough shit. Like, I, like, dude, I was, I was on a tire. Like, Jamie was probably mad at me because I'm just like, dude, look at this loser out here complaining because some guy was mad at him. Like, Jesus Christ, grow up. We are so goddamn soft. But I had to get that off my chest because that was, it does pertain to gambling a little bit. But we'll be back Friday. It's my birthday. Um, we'll basically just do what we've been doing every week and we'll just dive into the entire slate of college basketball for the big games and some mid majors. It's a, Shit, kind of a. I was hoping for a better week for a birthday. Not a lot of marquee matchups. There's still some good games. Friday, did you see the schedule? Friday, yeah. On my birthday, yeah. It's shit. There's three games. Yeah. Congratulations. It's fucking sick. Friday. We'll see you guys Friday. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.